Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody, to Guys at a Mic Show, TalkZone.com, Tuesday version of our fine show. Absolutely gorgeous day here in the fine city of Chicago. You always got to be careful how you pronounce city of Chicago. It is 9-11. We'll do a little memorial for sure on uh, that tragic day back in 9-11-2000. Uh, we got Residue Tuesday today where we look back at some of the weekend sports that was doing a one-hour sports talk show. But we just can't possibly pack it all in. To a one-hour Monday show. College football always gets left out, too. So we'll make sure we bring up some of the big games for the weekend. All that and mucho, mucho mas here on the Two Guys and a Mic show. A bit of music. And we'll introduce our semi. And I emphasize semi-esteemed guest. is a man who reportedly turned down a fairly lucrative uh, advertisement deal with Vogue magazine to be the lead male model for back hair removal. Joel Radwanski checking, and that's a rumor, folks. It can't be confirmed, but it is my good partner and college football pro football expert, Big Dog. Joel Radwanski checking, and Big Dog, how are you? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. Luckily, I don't need back hair removal. So no truth to the rumor on that Vogue uh, magazine. I, I know you've dispelled that before, but uh, it, well, maybe you were the before of the before and after for the back hair commercial. Hair only grows on my face and my ears, Coach, and that's it on my body. That's it? That's it. What about the nose? Yeah, underneath it. <laughs> oh, goodness, America's number one breakfast show, folks. As long as you're not eating breakfast. Thank you very much. Residue Tuesday today, Big Dog. we got a, a lot that happened in the world of sports we did not get to. We were pretty NFL football and Chicago Bear intensive yesterday, and we can certainly pick up some of the residue from that. But uh, we got to get to some college football as well. And I know um, 9-11, it may be uh, 12 years past, but it still rings very true. And today is, in fact, Big Dog, September 11th. You know, it, it's 2001, not 2000, that it happened. Oh, so. sorry. Yes. Sorry, sorry. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. No, it is a big deal. I apologize for that. But, um, all right, so it's been 11 years. Yes, it has been. 11 years. And uh, I think for us, I, I read somebody somewhere, maybe it was on Facebook or something, said, remember it now, feel it now, because 60 years from now, kids will look back on it like we look back on Pearl Harbor. You think that's a, a fair comparison? Uh, yeah, I would because uh, there, like, there was an attack. It was uh, something that the whole world acknowledged when it happened. It was like world news, mm-hmm. and uh, it brought everybody together in this country. Unlike I've ever seen everybody in this country together, mm-hmm. you know. So and. Uh, that's definitely an extremely fair comparison. The person who put that out, I think, was implying that it's going to lose its effect, that we now look back at Pearl Harbor, you know, those of us uh, that were not directly there, you know, we we hear about it and we feel it a little bit, but we don't feel it with any kind of real significant passion. I think that was the implication. Um, 
saying that, you know, we have to experience it now because 40, 50, 60 years from now, the, the kids or our kids' kids aren't going to feel it quite as emotionally as we do, and that's probably true. No, that's that's 100% true because yeah. it's, that's, I mean, how many kids, how many people know what the anniversary of Pearl Harbor Day actually is, Coach? Yep. How many, do you, do you know what it is? I don't. It's this December 7th, a day that will live in infamy. Says FDR. So, uh, yep. So, uh, you know, there's, it does lose its effect, and 10 years from now it won't be as big. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So. I saw uh, a Budweiser commercial that apparently aired just one time, which I had not seen before. Somebody uh, sent it to me. It was a YouTube connective, and uh, it was the Clydesdales. One, the commercial aired one time. Have you ever seen it? The Budweiser Clydesdales in uh, 9-11 I, Memorial? I don't think I have. Coach, it's pretty no. cool. It's pretty cool. They're, they're not going fast. They're trotting slowly through the snow, through different venues to get to the uh, the site of the 9-11, and then they bow down at the memorial. It's pretty, pretty cool. I had never seen that before either, and I've also heard people say it. I would agree with it. The few times that I've heard it, it, it continues to be extremely dramatic when you hear the names read off and, you know, it goes on for a minute and two minutes and then you're from the D's, you know, to the H's to the, and the, as it wears on, the intensity of it uh, picks up, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, the the magnitude. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah, I've been to the memorial. Memorial, I I went last year on the 10th year anniversary. Uh, you know, obviously I couldn't go down to the actual site because on the actual 10-year anniversary, they only let victims' families go down there. Mm-hmm. And, and Coach, I'm telling you, it is powerful to this to this day. And when you talk about magnitude, obviously the loss of life is the most important thing. But when you stand on one side of the area that was flattened and look all the way on the other side and realize that is a massive, massive complex, I mean, they, I mean, it truly was an attack on the United States of America, mm-hmm. and they still have. But it took them, it took like two years just to clean out the mess that was down there, Coach. And now they're finding all this other stuff out, like people are getting cancer that were that working down there. There's so many different like crazy things that have that have happened since uh, mm-hmm. uh, since the planes hit the building. I mean, it, it's it, there's victims every single day we're finding out from this stuff. I have right. not uh, not been there. I'm hoping to get a New York weekend planned. It is actually on the docket with my younger son who seems to have a fascination with big cities and um, we're trying to get him to New York for a particular week. I haven't seen that yet. I did and I experienced similar to what you're talking about. I, I did visit Oklahoma City. Yes, and I, I need to do that also. And that site there and I remember we were there eh, maybe Two years, three years afterwards, and I was still amazed, not just at the destruction at the site, Big Dog, but what what amazed me, and again, this is a couple years after, is the buildings across the street and a block away still had busted out windows and damage to the building, a block away. I was amazed at the, the, uh, again, I'll use your word, the magnitude of that particular explosion and the aftermath. Three years later, they still hadn't fixed the windows and the joint like buildings in the area. That's strange. Yep. Wow. There were some. I think it was at least a couple years. At least a couple. But to think the the bomb had that kind of power, you can just imagine if a human being happened to be in the way of that, a half a block away. Yeah, yeah. Well, those 
I mean, that, all that is is basically fertilizer that they use. A truck full of tons of fertilizer, and that's all they needed. Mm-hmm. The explosion happened. Yeah. Anyhow, our, uh, beyond all the sports we talk about, uh, without question, our thoughts and minds are on the uh, victims and all the people that were affected, you know, the families and the loved ones, uh, certainly on this 9-11 memorial. Big Doug, I know you back me up on that. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Okay. 888-463-6748. The phone number again, 888-463-6748. Real quick, now, um, you had a TV appearance that was scheduled yesterday. Oh, yeah, this, uh, you know, it was funny. It was like, just Extreme Makeover was coming to, uh, coming to Water Riders to use our stuff, and they weren't supposed to have me on, and, you know, they were just gonna come and use our stuff. And I started talking to the, to the producer, and he was like, you know what? Do you want to be on TV? I'm like, me? I wouldn't be good on TV. He's like, no, you'd be great on television. I just started laughing. So they did a scene with me on the show. So it's pretty cool. And uh, a couple of things. I mean, we'll see how much they cut out. It'll be on next right. summer, but we'll see. Right. Yeah. You never know what the editor, uh, uh, the editors are going to do to that next summer. We have to wait. Yeah, don't. Next yeah, summer. Ex- yeah, that's what they said. Oh, uh, extreme, extreme makeover, and it's the one with Chantel. And she goes to Chicago, and she does the more extraized, extraized program, and uh, she gets on the on the water and actually kayaks. The girl was 367. She's down to 206 pounds. Nice. So she lost 160 wow. pounds in like six months. So yeah. Far. Did, did you get to meet her? Oh yeah, yeah. She went yeah. on kayak, and that's that's the whole point. That's yeah. They she came out. It was cool. It was were you time. in the Were you in the kayak with her, or you were? No, I just I just taught her how to kayak, and oh, okay. the, uh, the host Chris Powell. Cool. Who uh, was this guy? Chris Powell. He's like a fitness expert. Uh huh. Uh, we were talking exercising afterwards. We're going right. to have him on the show one day. All right, but they treated you okay, and uh, no, no, um, no egos or anything from any of the uh, television people. They tried, they uh, treated my guy okay. I hope. Oh, well, I got to tell you, is the, a little bit at first, and then we were like, uh, massive barges come through this river, and I think right when we said this, a 350 foot barge rips through the most narrow part of the river. They looked at us, and I was like, "You're going to do this, 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 this," and they're like, "Yes, yes, yes." It was awesome, Coach. It couldn't have been more, uh, you know what I mean? Like when you're like, yeah, I know we're in a kayak, bad things can happen. And we're like, you don't understand. There are, this is not your typical river, okay? This isn't going out out back, you know. This is extremely dangerous. And all of a sudden they were, the Mm -hmm. the barge came by perfectly on cue. And they're like, okay, what else do we need to know, sir? (laughs) It was pretty cool, Coach. All right. Very, very exciting. The only uh, slight downers, we got to wait till next freaking summer. Yeah, to see the television. Don't, don't ask, my right. turnaround time on my videos are like right. instantaneous. Hey, you know what? I can handle it as long as they don't. If they edit you out of that, now all I see is a kayak and the 206 pound Chantel. I'm not going to be a happy man. You better be. Oh, no, they def, definitely are going to have me on there because they had me screaming. You got to watch out for bars. I had to play the bad guy. They made me play the bad guy. <laughs> right. funny. They don't have a dramatic weigh-in like between you and Chantel. No, but I, I tell you something right now. Uh, if things don't work out for Lily, the lilac, and I, Chantel and I might have a chance to make a two-technique tackle, so I got to say. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, it's about time you procreate, and, uh, you know, the Bears are going to probably need an offensive tackle in about 10, 15 years, so you better get to them, my friend. Well, I don't know about 10 or 15. It's going to take at least 25 for me to get that kid ready.
Yeah, you know, we can put we can put the fast forward button on. All right. At any rate, I'm glad the appearance went well. Big dog and a coach with you right up until eleven o'clock. Phone lines are open if you want to check in, talk some college football, NFL football. We gotta to get to the US Open tennis, some stuff happening there. And our White Sox. Excitement level here in the city of Chicago in the pennant race. Shh, maybe a two. But you know, we're, in the, really- we're in the middle of a pennant race, but nobody seems to be excited, big dog. Yeah, who? How many people were at the game last night? Was it like twenty six thousand? Yeah, they had thirty, I think. Oh, they had that's good. Thirty. I was going to go to the game, but I have to work every single night this week, and I'm mm-hmm. definitely not going on Thursday when the Bears Packers collide. So, uh, that, that's uh, it's, I want to go, but I have to work every single night, Coach. So it's too bad. Golf outing Thursday night. Parent, not parent teacher conferences, but parent go to school night. Meet your various teachers. One of those 10 minutes, ring the bell, move to the next 10 minutes on Thursday night. Big dog. I'm sure when they scheduled it, they had no idea it was going to be Bear Packer night. A, should I go? He's a junior now, and all you do is meet the teachers, listen to the same. I mean, it's kind of interesting. B, what percent of the male football population will be at? Normally, it's like, you know, 90% the dads are there. What uh, Your guess, what percent? comes up with a fever and not able to make it Thursday night? Uh, all i got to tell you is this, Coach, is it's got to be 100%. 100% no-show? Yes, 100%. Come if on. you're a man, you say, no, I'm, I understand what's going on. The kid's going to be at the school for four years. If I need to meet the teacher, I'll go down there and drive and, and talk to him face-to-face. <laughs> i got to watch Julius Rogers hit Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Julius Peppers hit Aaron Rodgers in the mouth. Okay. Uh, I'm sure all the principals and administrators are very proud of you. Yes, David. Plus, you have an iPhone, don't you? You can watch I, it. No, no, I don't do it. You know you, me you better than that, David. You can watch it on your I iPhone. don't do it. No, no, no. That's what, that's I'm going to watch it. No, 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 David, you got it all wrong. David, you got it all wrong, but you almost hit it right on the head. I want you to think 180 degrees exact opposite. Coach, download the app Color no, into your iPhone. No. Stay at home and watch the Bears game and just have your wife hold the camera up so you can meet all the <laughs> teachers. You don't have to leave the comfort of your own house. Hey, Jay, yeah, there you go. Here, here you go. Here's, here's the English teacher. There yeah. you go. Yeah, you do it that way. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. That's inspiration right there. You can, yeah. you can be everywhere your wife is. Just yeah. download color. All right, now, come on. Now, Joel, you know I'm me. you serious. Big dog, you've known me for 11 years, David Olson for a couple of years. For me, it's not that much of a problem. Because you know I'm a long, I don't watch games live anyways. Can't stand it. So I will tape it. Come home at ten o'clock. I'll watch probably for an hour, and then you know me, big dog. I'll be up at five thirty, Friday morning, watching the conclusion of Bear football. A nice peace and quiet with a good cup of coffee. I, I can't watch. I need if I'm watching Bear Packer, I need full screen. I need to hear the announcers. I don't do iPhone in traffic. Sorry. I'm saying you should be at home watching it live. That's what I'm trying to tell okay. you. All right. And have the teacher on the iPhone. Well, that's an, yes. it's an interesting thought. And and you want to watch the game live, you pause the game, you you, you meet the teacher, and when, you're, when your wife stands up and walks in the next room, you hit the play button. You fast forward through the commercials. I I'd don't rather, see why you can do this. It'll take you five minutes of downloading this app, Coach. I'd rather watch the game live and then maybe be able to pause the teacher. I don't blame you. That, if that, that was possible. Which, by the way. App, you have to put a collar on the T-shirt for that app. <laughs> well, you know, we joke about that now, Big Dog. Uh, in the not-too-distant future, if not currently, a lot of teaching is going to be done via the television, the Skype, whatever technology they come up. 
And we joke about it now, but yeah, you know what? Kids will be able to pause their teacher in the not-too-distant. Right? Uh, Coach, you mean University of Phoenix and all these online places? Are you kidding me? You don't even have to leave your freaking house. You can be going to the University of Oxford. You can live in South Central Los Angeles and not even... Oh, what I would have paid to fast-forward through my sophomore Spanish teacher. Muy mal. Muy, muy mal. Too bad the technology wasn't there then. All right, 888-463-6748. Residue Tuesday. We're picking up some of the stuff. Football in particular that happened over the weekend. A lot of Bears talk yesterday. Got to get to some college football for sure. Right now, though, Big Dog, I want to go out to the phone lines and check in. I'll let you make the call. We can go to line one, three, five. Or seven. The odd numbers are lit today. I'm going with a three, Coach. Three? <laughs> Joel just hates what I do. I wish I could see you right now. Not one? Not five, but three. All right. Out to line three we go. Checking in on line three. It's one of our best Bears fans. Pigskin boy. Charlie Colbert checking in. Pigskin, how are you? What's up, Packer Pigskin? week. That's how I am. Packer week. Great <laughs> week. Yeah. It's a quick Packer week, because the day after tomorrow, we're back in action. How are you, Pigskin? Yeah, isn't that cool? I'm doing great after uh, um, a great, great Sunday of football. The NFL broke the record or tied the record since, I believe, 1970 or 71 for the most points scored on opening weekend. Wow. And I heard the Denver Bronco game last night, Big Dog. I don't know if... You saw this or not? Got a rating of an 18, not yesterday, the Denver Bronco game Sunday night. The highest, Peyton Manning's comeback game, the highest rated regular season game in 15 years. Who would have thunk it? Wow, that's that's pretty cool. And that doesn't surprise me. It does it's me. Really cool. It's really cool. And don't forget, you got the Steelers and Peyton Manning comeback. The Steelers are a well-washed team, too. So And big skin boy. Was it six teams scored 40 points this weekend? Yeah, Joe, I think so. I just heard that they broke the record pretty, pretty, not by, by a, a small margin. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a paper in front of me, but I know the Jets scored what hung 48 on the revamped Bills defense. Nicely played, Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Re- revamped, huh? Hey, yeah, well, well, what that means is they spent 150 million in the offseason on defense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, on, on the Jets team, they can't score. Money well spent. Sounds like one of the Chicago road construction projects. They might have gone to the same uh, bidder on that particular one. Pigskin, before we get into all the good stuff that happened, and Bear fans, you want to check in, uh, feel free to give us a call. Talk to Pigskin, Big Dog, 888-463-6748, the phone number. Pig, describe to me where you were watching and your reaction on the first series when we started off with a sack, a penalty, and a bad snap. Well, I gave my tickets to uh, my nephew, who is a doctor and has virtually no, he's on the lowest rung of the physicians, so he has virtually no time off on the weekends. He had a weekend, so I thought it was better for him to go than me, because he also is expecting another baby. Okay. So this might be his last Sunday for the rest of his life that he can actually (laughs) leave his house. Um, I, I was pretty terrified in the first couple of series, Coach, because everything that we thought was going to be a problem where the Bears was, which is mainly the offensive line, false starts, missed assignments, and uh, definitely not the way you want to start the season. 
But um, so you were you laughing or were you crying? Because I, I I I had mixed them. Part of me was crying as a Bears fan, and part of me it was so bad I actually found some humor in it. Well, I just tried to look at the fact that um, they they just had such horrible field position to start the game. The punter for the Colts was really good. We kept pending him inside the five and the ten, and I just thought if they could get out. You know, get out in the open a little bit and open it up a little bit. I think that would have helped. And uh, so I, I just, I, I really think the Colts are really not a very good team. And I really felt that that uh, if they could just get a drive down the field and score, I thought that uh, they they would go on. The, the Colts are, are just not very good defensively. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I thought, and I thought this the whole time, Joel and, and John, is uh, I thought, when they got Brandon Marshall, it's the first time since John going back to the old radio station where the Bears actually had a wide receiver that you had to game plan for. The Bears have never had a guy you go, oh, what are we going to do with him? He's, he could kill us. Now they do. And I think you saw that right off the bat. Yeah, and I'm not calling Brandon Marshall the greatest receiver in Bears history. That's a long way away. But has there ever been a better receiver play for the Bears? Excuse Better than Johnny Morris and Harlan Hill? Isn't that hilarious? I said last week, I said Johnny Morris and Ken Cavanaugh. And Ken Cavanaugh played in the 1930s. Mm. You're forgetting forgetting Mike Ditka, and I would would put Dick Gordon. You remember him, Pigskin? He was was pretty good. Johnny Morris were the best two receivers probably of all time. I mean, come on, Uh Dick Gordon. That's pretty sad, but like you say, now they actually have a legitimate threat. What you, you got to love is this is the first game that we actually saw the Bears like play live ever since Phil Emery's been the GM. Everything Phil Emery did, everybody as a Bears fan loved it in the offseason. If you think about it, like he addressed a big play wide receiver need. Uh, you know, he, well, I don't know if we love the Shea McClendon pick, but McClellan pick, but he was getting pressure on on Luck a couple times throughout the game. Alshon Jeffrey looks like he can play. And, and to be honest with you, I know you love this guy. I don't even have to ask. How about the Evan Rodriguez kid putting people down? All there was Colts laying on the ground all over the field. Whether it was they got chopped or were pancakes, that was Evan Rodriguez playing fullback. Whatever coach, whenever you need something done, just find yourself a tight end. He'll get it done for you. He also picked up a legitimate backup defensive back. Legitimate, the key word there, and Kelvin Hayden, who had to play. Yeah. That was a good pickup. And we yeah. haven't seen him yet, but he did pick up an experienced backup quarterback, which I know Bear fans are excited about. By the way, Denver just re-signed Caleb Haney. They actually, he made the team. Was it Denver? What team was he on in preseason? Denver, yeah. Yeah, Denver. yeah they re-signed him, so he is... He's, After they cut him yesterday, I they re-signed I, him? I don't know the detail. Yeah, they re-signed him. Maybe it's a taxi squad thing. At any rate, uh, Pigs get a different Chicago Bear to the one number one thing that me and, and Big Dog and our uh, thousands and thousands of listeners out there... No laugh track. Thank you very much. Um, talked about yesterday was the Bear offense finally, 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 after, you know, for me, 56-some-odd years of watching them play, have a downfield passing game like other NFL, a legitimate down-the-field passing game. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Well, Coach, you, you, uh, when you were growing up, you kept, you always talked about what a, what a thrill it was to see Newt Rockney play. So <laughs> I guess that kind of ages you. Take it easy. Um, you know, Marshall can do 
number one, he's going to garner attention, which should leave other receivers a little more open. But he's not just a downfield guy. You know, those little swing passes and curls, um, you know, really help get the get the offense going. And Matt Forte is an all-purpose back and, and certainly worth every dime, I think, uh, that they paid him. If you look at the elite halfbacks in the NFL, most of them can't do what Forte can do. Mm-hmm. And you know I've always been a huge Cutler fan. If, you know, before he went down last year, he was one of the top four quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's not forget that. He wasn't just mumbling around. He was headed toward a Pro Bowl season. So you just give him some targets, give him a little time, let him roll out, let him call audibles, and, uh, you know, he, he's as good as anyone. I mean, my gosh, does he throw a good ball, huh? Yeah, he throws catchable balls. He can also throw the laser beam. You know, we're saying all this great stuff about the Bears after game one. The only thing that scares me after game one is this. Was Matt For- is Matt Forte really upset that he gets taken out near the goal line and can't get touchdowns? Because uh, well, that was the only bad thing I heard about the whole game one was him complaining about that. And Matt Forte, first of all, do not complain. Be a good teammate and shut up. And secondly, you are a extremely good back, except you cannot be good in short yard situations. That's why they got Michael Bush to quit complaining. Seriously, that's the only oh, bad exactly. thing about week one. Exactly, Joel. He's not good at the goal line. No, he's he bad. Run he's, and he's everywhere else, he's one of the most dynamic runners in football. Absolutely. But that's why they got Michael Bush. Yes. They got, they got Michael Bush. And now he's going to complain? Like, you know what I mean? Please, Matt Forte, be quiet and let this team win some football games. I, I had not heard that he complained. If he did, as you are saying, that yeah, that's pitiful. Yeah, he did the whole, oh, I'm a competitor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I understand, but, you know, I, I want to be in there. No, 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 just if you wanted to be in there so mm-hmm. often, then they shouldn't have to hand you the ball well, four times and not get in. I don't know how many times that happened. Did there, you there. read that quote or did you hear it? No, I, you know, I read it. I okay, because there, there's different time. ways. The way you put it, there's different ways that could be stated. It could be stated and just, uh, yeah, I understand they're bringing Michael Bush in, but, hey, you know, I'm a competitor. I'd like to get the ball to it. You know, I'd, I'd like to score the touchdown, but I understand. So, by just reading that, I would hate to indoctrinate uh, Mr. Forte. There's different ways yeah. that could come across. Yeah, let's let's nip that in the bud. Everybody's got the role on the team, and yes. Matt Forte is the best offensive player the Bears have, even with Marshall and Cutler. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful victory, Pigskin. What else did you uh, see in the game? The defense, uh, you know, up and down and all around, but overall not too bad. Yeah, Andrew Luck's going to be a really good quarterback. Yep. Uh, he will be a good quarterback. Um, uh, obviously Jennings with the two picks was very encouraging. A couple of other thrown balls. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, it's, we talked about it three weeks ago. It's an older defense and we're in week one. You know, one of the things in the NFL that you have to, and I have to do is, is the season, season's not over after week one. You beat a really pretty bad team with a rookie quarterback in an older defense. It's only week one, so I, you know, uh, Thursday will certainly be a really good test early on, uh, especially for the defense because Aaron Rodgers is just the best quarterback in the league. And and I don't care what anybody says. This is a must win for the Packers. If the Packers start oh, yeah. out zero and two at home against NFC teams, mm. one of them their rival. 
I mean, right now they're in panic mode, uh, especially with the Lions. Coach I, Coach, I know you don't like that must-win situation. No. I am telling you right now, Big the, Bears, the Bears could have a two-game lead on the Packers. I understand. Right here. I understand that. But must-win, really? I mean, come on. I mean, they they could start out 0-2. And, okay. you know, I mean, you got 14 games. Losses? Huh? Two home losses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they got that eight of their next 14 games on the road, yeah, and everybody's well, bumped check, them down as the best team in football. Check the Packers' road record the last couple of years. I think they can handle that a little bit. Big game, and it would be a definite disadvantage, but, no, I'm not going to buy into the must win or, you know, it's a critical, critical. 0-2 would not be, it would not be good, but it certainly wouldn't be disaster for the Packer, in my opinion. Well, uh, I'm predicting it, and I'm also predicting disaster for the Packers. Beautiful. All right, Pigskill, we're, uh, we're we're back and forth on that one. What do you think? Thursday, if we don't talk to you tomorrow, make a uh, prediction. Green Bay at home, wounded, coming off the 49er versus Cutler and the Bear offense. Uh, I love Joel, but I, I I don't think this is this early is a crucial game. It's the Green Bay Packers. They can go into any stadium, any Sunday, any Monday, any Thursday, any Tuesday, Put up 48 points and win handily. I don't think with, with this team, it doesn't help to be 0 2 at home, but uh, I think the Packers have shown they can win anywhere at any time, so I, I wouldn't be panicking. What will hurt them Thursday is if Greg Jennings is still hurt. Greg yeah. Jennings still, I mean, Jordy Nelson's great and he certainly is the future, but number one, Greg Jennings is a bear killer, and he is really, really, they don't have anybody that can take his place. You know, he's, he's an older guy with a lot of miles on the tires, but he can still play. And he's killed the Bears in the past. And if he is out for Thursday or limited, which it sounds like he will be, that would really hurt them. They need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do because Jermichael Finley and Nelson and these guys get exposed as average players when they don't have the number one guy receiver out there. Yeah, it's tough to win. It's tough to win the NFL without your number one receiver. I don't care what team you are. We've seen that with the Chicago Bears. It's amazing how just having Brandon Marshall in the lineup makes everybody else. It's not just one guy. The entire receiving core got better because of the one guy. I knew it would be a difference. I didn't think it would get us only one game. But how one guy's presence can make the entire passing unit that much better. Coach, don't forget the fact that it's not uh, seven step drop after seven step drops. It's actually three and five and seven and jet rolls. And so it is Marshall, but it's also an offensive coordinator that realizes that he has to play to the strength of his quarterback and mm-hmm. not uh, to to his ego anymore. I love so, when love when Big Dog brings out a jet roll on us. Very nicely done. Uh, I almost love it as much as when you call Pigskin. Some great insight on the beloved Bear. You're picking the Packer to win Thursday, but that's only because you are the objective. Not emotional, but objective pro football analyst that we have here on the show. And I didn't miss You're crazy, Pigskin. You're crazy. Right now, Donald Driver is stretching and getting prepared for Thursday because he's so freaking old, it takes him three (laughs) days to get ready for a football game. (laughs) And now he's going to be playing instead of Christianity. I didn't pick the Packers. Coach said I did. Oh, I thought you'd be totally out of context, Senator. <laughs> I know you did it. I know you did it. You were he just didn't. agreeing with, with Coach saying that 0-2 isn't the death nail. But oh. I will say this. We're going to find out because they are going to be 0-2. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to see if it's right or not, if I was right or not. All right. I, I'm going to guess the Las Vegas. I haven't looked at the Vegas point spread. I'm going to guess Packers by four. 
Uh, that's a good guess. I would say three or four. Okay. All right. We will see. We will see. Pigskin, always great to hear from you. Stay out of trouble. And uh, remember, tomorrow is the next day in the rest of your life, my friend. I will talk, and uh, I'll especially be happy next week when the Tennessee Volunteers go 3-0 after whooping the Florida Gators. Thank on it. <laughs> Drug testing on Friday, Pigskin. Number five ranked Tennessee, sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. I got Georgia winning the national championship, by the way, not Tennessee. Sorry. All right. Thank you, Pigskin. 888-463-6748, the phone number. That's a good lead-in, Big Dog. That's a good lead-in to college football because we didn't touch on any collegiate football over the weekend. I know you were not able to watch as much as you would have liked, but um, Notre Dame knocking off Purdue, game-winning field goal, Iowa getting beaten, UCLA beating Nebraska. You're fighting a line at Team Big Dog. What happened? Did you? I hope you didn't. But did you it catch was, any of the Illinois game? I was watching it with the band Mathian. Woo! And they were giving me a little bit of a hard time. It was twenty-eight-seven when someone they they the cha- the channel had to be changed to another football game at that point because I wasn't going to contend that we needed to keep watching the Illinois game. So I don't know what the final was, but I'm assuming it wasn't twenty-eight-seven. What was it, Coach? Please tell me it wasn't. Forty-five, fourteen. That's bad, Coach. Yeah. That's that's getting your butt. And it was early and often that they were yes. getting the butt whipped. Now, uh, I was watching UCLA, Nebraska. What a phenomenal football game that was. I will tell you this straight up right now. Jonathan Franklin, the running back for UCLA. When I say a name like this, you're going to be like, I don't, I'm not saying he's this good, but he reminds me of Marshall Falk, Coach. He's had two kid, consecutive 200-yard uh, games, right? Yeah, and he is legit. It, 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 he was running through people, around around people, over people. He was impressive this week. And he wasn't doing it against South Dakota State. He was doing it against a pretty good, not great, but pretty darn good Nebraska defense. Jonathan Franklin, UCLA running back, one of those guys nobody knew at the start of the season. He's quickly moving into the elite category. Big Dog, was he a – what year is he, and was he a starter last year for UCLA? Uh, no, he's, he's a junior, but he was only splitting carries last year. Now he's getting full-time, and now the kid's freaking unbelievable. He's under, and I'm going to say Nebraska has a very good defense. Mm-hmm. A very good defense. They okay. have the best defense in the Big Ten this season. Okay. And they got run over by UCLA. I know it was only 29-27. They basically went on a safety coach. Mm-hmm. Jim Mora Jr., by the way, the new coach for UCLA, unsuccessful at the National Football League level, but a good coach making a comeback with UCLA, replacing Rick Neuheisel. Big Dog, you mentioned the Big Ten, a brutal not a rough week, but a brutal week for the Big Ten where they lose 6 out of 10 or 7 out of 11. Wisconsin getting upset by Oregon State. It was not a good week for the – not a good start for the whole Big Ten. No, not good at all. Iowa loses to Iowa State. Yeah. Not not good whatsoever. Uh, did Indiana beat someone, Coach? I think that they did. Okay. Pretty yeah, sure Indiana's 2-0. and that was the, yeah, Indiana was like the last time they were going to be favored all season. I was hoping they would. Uh, and, and Michigan barely beat Air Force 30 to 26. Yep. It was not a good weekend. Uh, Ohio State, too, somebody that they, that they beat somebody. Yeah, Ohio State, uh, Ohio State did win. No, no, no. They won fairly big. And we already mentioned Illinois' debacle. I mean, not only losing to Arizona State at Arizona State, but getting crushed. I mean, that's not good. Northwestern held strong. By the way, Northwestern beat. Vanderbilt, whose quarterback was Aaron Rodgers' brother. Yeah, uh, 
Jason Rogers, I forget something. Jay, jo- Jordan, Jordan Rogers. Jordan. Jordan Rogers. You know, I just want to let you know, do not, just because he's Aaron Rodgers' brother does not mean he has a rock and harmony as a pocket quarterback. He is a runner and he can't yep. throw the ball. It's kind of strange that yep. they have Aaron Rodgers' brother like that. Yeah, he's got like 4.4 speed. You're right, a different type of quarterback. Still pretty good Northwestern's. Defense played decently. Purdue almost knocked off Notre Dame. I, I tune in now just to root against Notre Dame. And they pulled out a 2017 win, Big Dog, but they're similar to the Bears. They're calling timeouts. They're they're a little bit confused offensively. And I'm telling you, Brian Kelly, their head coach, I don't know what he's like off the stage, but on game day, he is an unlikable wacko. Yeah, the, the, some people can't bring the intensity without making themselves look like a douche. Yes, well put. Well put. And it can, you cannot be beneficial to a young quarterback to have that idiot greeting you as you come off the field every single time. Can't you know be. what? It doesn't lose its effect when every single time you get screamed. Like I, I know the feeling. Being in a relationship where someone just hammered you constantly. Yep. And then all of a sudden it was just, there was, I felt no effects of anything. You know what I mean? That, it's, you might numb a quarterback down to just, you know, and, Bart Starr, I think, said it right. He asked Vince Lombardi, he goes to his office and he's like, Coach, you're screaming at me nonstop in front of the rest of the team. He's like, I don't care. I'm the coach. You're the quarterback. He's like, well, I have to lead these guys. So please don't make me look like. And then Vince Lombardi was like, you know, you're right. And then instead of making it look like he was a fool on the football field every time he came off, let him know it in, in the, like alone in the in the film rooms yep. and stuff in the coaching rooms and all of a sudden when Bart Starr is looking at all these guys they they respect <laughs> him it's not like oh this is the guy that just got screamed at by the coach because he didn't step with the right pivot foot mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's it's like crazy you can't beat your quarterback up in front of the rest of the team constantly it's, it's really point. bad football coach mm-hmm. it's a good point I was thinking of it uh, on the initial level where yeah it affects. The quarterback and his ability to play, and now they're playing, you know, afraid to make a mistake. But that's a great point that you and Bard Starr, in that order, by the way, brought up. That it also it, it goes beyond that, and if, if the quarterback's getting yelled at subtly, consciously or unconsciously, it affects the rest of the team and your ability to lead. Great point. Yeah, it does. I mean, once in a while, hey, you got the rest of the team knows, hey, the quarterback is kept in check just like the rest of us. But oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's the one position in sports you have to make sure the rest of your team is respecting and liking and all that other stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? No question. Florida State 55, Savannah State 0. I got all excited thinking that they beat the point spread, but I think the game was delayed and then canceled after, what, about eight minutes? Was it 55 nothing in the first quarter, Dave? I'm like that, yeah. The third <laughs> quarter. You, gotta, you have to play at least into the third quarter in order to cancel okay. the game. Sort of like in baseball, you got to go at least five and a half innings. Four and a half. Okay. Similar concept. Yes. Similar. 55. So most likely, if the game would have continued, most likely the Florida State third stringers would have put up a couple more, and I would have lost. Savannah State would not have covered the 70 and a half. Right? Uh, if it's 55 nothing mid-third quarter? It's. That would be a really, really good chance that they wouldn't. Uh, it was 70. I would have to say that there's at least one return touchdown and two offensive touchdowns yeah. left in that, in that yeah, 70. And, and you, can't, you can't tell third stringers to lay down. At least I don't think you can. Maybe you can. No, Maybe you, can. you can when the score is 55 nothing. But uh, the other game to bring up now, uh, what a celebration. 
I wish the TV cameras would have given us a little bit more of it, but Louisiana Monroe knocking off Arkansas in double overtime. Coach, I, I really wish I would have saw it. And, and, and I'm being honest with you, I think the best quarterback in the country this year is Ryan Wilson. And it's too bad that this incredible offense will not have a chance to win a national title or even contend for because their defense is so bad. They have a bad defense, and that's why they lost that game was because the defense couldn't put people away. Arkansas, one of the favorites of the SEC, getting knocked yeah. off by the University of Louisiana. Monroe, typically big dog, and I love when it happens. We usually get one or two of those. Not many in football. Not not nearly as many as you see in, in, in basketball or some of the other sports, but you got one or two a year where you see that small school come up. The, the uh, Who beat Michigan? Was it um, not Sean, uh, from what? Oh, Appalachian State. Appalachian State yeah. beat them with uh, Dermonte Dawson at quarterback and a, a bunch of other guys that were in the NFL. That that Appalachian State team was no joke. Uh-huh. Uh, but I love games like that. I, I I need to YouTube and watch the complete celebration because that was a great, great look as they won it. And, and Arkansas actually scored, I think, on a fourth down play late in the game to tie it up. So you thought once they made that touchdown, fourth down, they were down to their final play. And they scored. You think Arkansas is going to pull it out? But no, the uh, Fighting Mustangs at the University of Louisiana Monroe are the Raging Cajuns. Is that what they are? Okay, yeah. One yeah. of them is the Raging Cajuns. There's a Louisiana Lafayette and Louisiana oh, that's Monroe. Right. And I'm pretty sure Lafayette South? is the Raging Cajuns. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not 100% positive. My favorite nickname in, in all of college football. Because it used to be South Southwest Louisiana was the Raging Cajuns. But then the yeah. university changed their name. You're right. There's Louisiana Lafayette. And then there's Louisiana Monroe. By the and way, ever since they did that, I can't remember what's what anymore. I did spend eight days. I think I've told you this before. Monroe, Louisiana, for a basketball tournament in the middle of August, end of August. Uh, how long were you really there? How long was that eight days? It was only like, but it felt late. <laughs> no, it was. Believe me, and we kept winning. And it was a huge tournament, and when you win, you play one game a day. If you lose, you know you go in the consolation bracket. And then, you know, boom, 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 lose, you go home. But if you win, you play one game, wait, one game, wait. Oh, my goodness. That was a – it was fun basketball-wise. But, a, you know, I, and Monroe was lovely for a couple of days. But um, I could write a book, eight days in Monroe, Louisiana. Some good, Tuesdays with Maury. Some good, <laughs> some good Waffle Houses, though, I'll tell you that. All right, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, anything else you – Saw in college football, rough weekend for the Big Ten. Uh, no major upsets outside of Arkansas. Penn State, how about Penn State? We haven't talked about them. Oh, no, I don't even know what they lose again to Virginia. Well, yes. But not only lost, here's what happened. 17 to 16. And this adds to the salt into the wound of the Big Ten Conference over the weekend. Uh, their field goal kicker missed four field goals, including, dog, a 42 Yarder to win the game at the buzzer. But he made three. No, he did. We just said they lost 17-16. Oh, I don't know how they got their 16. I have to check that out. You could be right. Or maybe they could miss extra point or something uh, like that. You know, there's a lot of ways. You know, I know. There's a lot of ways. If any Penn State fans out there, college football fans, know how they got their 16, uh, feel free to let us know. 888-463-6748. But the poor kid missed four field goals, including the game winner, you would think. For the downtrodden Penn State fans and players, they get a little bit of luck, but so far 0-2 to start the season. Yeah, that's definitely not how they want it to, mm. 
uh, to start the season. And, and it, it is a sad thing. And Virginia's not good, Coach. So that's that's not a good sign for the Penn State and the Lions. On behalf of the Cascarano family that uh, occasionally listens to the show and their young son, Sean, who I believe is starting now on the offensive line, I take that as an insult to the Virginia football program. Your comment. I wish him the best of luck, and he's probably starting as a freshman. No. Definitely not. Had to sit for a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah. So if Mr. If, Division One football, that's pretty freaking cool. If Mr. or Mrs. Cascarano is listening right now, Big Dog, uh, I'll give you a chance to retract or at least apologize uh, about that comment. Uh, hopefully you guys can block somebody in the ACC this year and actually <laughs> win a couple games. <laughs> I'm sure that made him feel a lot better. No, no, he doesn't care what I think or what I say. When he's playing Florida State and Miami and those yeah. guys, you think he's like, I gotta, I gotta prove the big dog wrong. That Virginia is real football. Yeah. All right, all right. Hey, real quick, couple other things that happened over the weekend. Again, phone lines open. You want to check in? Talk some football, Resident Tuesday, any of the sports from the weekend or from yesterday, 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the coach at your service. Um, U.S. Open, Big Dog, Serena Williams. I don't know if you caught the finish to that. An amazing comeback at the uh, the depths, not the depths, at the uh, the verge of defeat. And she finds a way to hang on against Victoria Azarenka, I think her name was, the number one ranked. But Serena wins the U.S. Women's Open. I like Azarenka, Coach. I have to admit, I, I, I did not watch the final, but I would have been rooting for her as the best I can tell you. Okay, so congratulations to Serena. You're an Azarenka fan, huh? Oh, I'm a big Azarenka fan. Do you like her forehand, backhand, ground stroke, or net game? As definitely the ground stroke. <laughs> By the way, Big John, one of our uh, fine listeners, and actually the guy who creates our website, on his Facebook page today, he had a lovely picture of Natalie Gulbis. And I'm sure you've seen it, Big Dub, but often he puts political stuff up there. Me and him are on the opposite end of the political spectrum. We get into it a little bit over the Facebook. But he put the picture of Natalie Gulbis up there, and my comment to him was, uh, Big, we may disagree on politics. We do not disagree on golfer Natalie Gulbis. Awfully good. Awfully, awfully good, Coach. Awfully good. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. She's better than the Parks, the Wees, and the Kims. I beg your pardon? And there's the, never. <laughs> All right. On the men's side, unfortunately, it happened yesterday. It didn't get the pub that it should have, but uh, finally, finally getting over the top, over the hump. He climbs the mountain, wins his first Grand Slam ever. He's been playing better. Andy Murray, Andy Murray defeated Novak Djokovic five sets. Murray won the first two. Djokovic won two. Murray finally won a Grand Slam. Oh, my goodness. I bet the people in England were freaking out. Oh, he's going to blow it again. I had no idea he was in the final. Congratulations. And and that'll show you what an era of of men's tennis is going yep. on right now. Roger Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and uh, and now uh, uh, Andy Murray is yep. winning. Wow, that's it's amazing, Coach. Yep. You watch these guys play. And, again, I don't, I don't think you and me put tennis as our – Top or top couple of favorite sports, but you watch those guys play, the ones you mentioned, it's just unbelievable, their athleticism and their skill level. You have to admire it. Oh, no, the guys can play. Yep. Uh, and speaking of another guy with incredible skill level, who is starting to dominate the uh, PGA circuit, Rory McIlroy, won again over the weekend, Big Dunk. Came from behind, knocked off a of Tiger Woods, a Phil Mickelson, and 
a uh, you know deeply in the middle age VJ Singh to win the BMW Classic. That's two in a row. Young Rory McIlroy is uh, you know they were talking about him maybe becoming a dominant golfer, a la Tiger. Well, he's getting to that level. That's two in a row. Yeah, he, he's he's so much more likable than Tiger Woods, and I'm I'm not talking about not the newly discovered one. I'm talking about the old one. You know, the this guy laughs at himself, he jokes around, has a good time, and by the way, he works his butt off. I love McElroy. Seriously, hmm. that's one of the best kids. That's the the most likable golfer I think I have ever uh, heard speak or talk. I'm mm-hmm. being totally serious about that coach. And I know he's really young. He makes stupid. He says stupid stuff every once in a while. I don't know. I got a special place in my heart for Roy McIlroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool kid. And I think uh, he played with Tiger maybe earlier in the BMW Classic, and they were talking about how the two of them genuinely seem to get along. Tiger's got no, at least outwardly, no animosity to the guy. He says he enjoys playing with him, and and he mentions a lot of the same stuff you just did about Rory McIlroy. So maybe, uh, well, you remember who was it when Tiger was? Young at 21, there was a middle-aged golfer that was one of his best friends. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he was still yeah. he was still a very good golfer. So it's a similar uh, similar relationship. Was the it the guy da- was kind of big and they lived in yep. Florida with him? I can say Graham, not nope. McDowell. No, no, no. Was it Dave something? Yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about. Okay. Like, yeah. he, he was buddies with him though. Yeah, right? yep. So maybe and, Tiger is developing that same kind of uh, mentoring relationship with. Uh, with Rory McIlroy. At any rate, good story there. Wisconsin, by the way, this hot off the wires. The Wisconsin Badgers, big dog, fired their offensive line coach. They're shaking up the staff two games into the season. They, wow. You don't hear that in college football ever unless there's like some type of scandal. Well, they were and, fired in, in the middle of the season due to performance. Unless it's like the head coach. Do you know what I mean? Unless there's a scandal, that is Shocking news to me, Coach. What makes it even more significant is you talk uh, groups of players in college football that have built up a tradition. It used to be Nebraska, yes. but the Wisconsin offensive line is revered, Big Duck. Yes, that's a, it's like Penn State linebackers and USC running backs yes. and Miami you know, the defensive ends. It's Wisconsin offensive linemen. If you don't believe me, just... Go around the NFL and look at your all-pro motings with Joe Thomas and all these other guys that had. Wow, mm-hmm. Coach, I'm amazed. Whatever happened to my guy, Flotel, the Hotel Adams? Is he still playing? Uh, oh, Flo's out. Flo's out. Do you know, why did you bring up Flo's out just for my story, Coach? Huh? Flozell Adams went to Michigan State. Oh, that's when right. Flozell you... Adams was in high school. That's I played right. against him. He was Proviso West, right? I dominated the kid. I absolutely... Completely dominated the kid. I was 177 pounds, and he couldn't block me. I was slapping him on his ass as I passed him all game long. I had three sacks my senior year against him. So I was went to Michigan State. He gets a scholarship, and I got to I got to go to McMurray College and basically molest people for four years because of, <laughs> you know what I mean. It was just ridiculous, coach. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully that was on the football field where you were doing your molesting. I said that word, and all of a sudden, just because of incidents last year, yeah. I realized you can't even joke or like. Yeah. When I met that, I was just like, I was definitely at a level I should not have been at at yeah. McMurray College. Flozell, the Hotel Adams. So you you actually, with an NFL player. Dominated. At, at the Completely high school level. Completely dominated. Nice. I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't it was even close, Coach. There's no joke. He played at Proviso West. He played right tackle. 
I put my hand on the ground the first time I ran past him and it hit the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, I, I, honestly, I remember going on the field and I was like, that dude is freaking huge. And being a little bit like, oh, no, what am I in for? Like you always are before a football game. And then I realized, oh, he's not even going to touch me. He's so freaking slow. <laughs> there you go. Now and he's in the NFL, Coach. Or he's still in the NFL, I bet you. Is he? We'll have to check that out. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Dog and the coach and the two guys at a Mike Show Talk Zone.com. We had a little 9-11 uh, remembrance earlier in the show, so hopefully people will keep that in their hearts and minds, especially today. But uh, it should be more than just one day as well. Um, but two things. Two things. Did we get a final result on the big dog on Beat the Schmoes? Because I need to mark down your score. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what were the games that you have? What the, um, I, I think I had Oregon and Fresno State, Miami, Florida, and Kansas State, and the other game I know I lost. I'll go back so and check I, the I tape. I, I didn't get a chance and, to do that yesterday. I'm pretty sure I went one and two, Coach. I'm almost positive I went uh, one and two again. Until further notice, I'm going to mark you down at one and two. I went one and one with a push. David Olson on beat the Schmoes. Second consecutive. It's against the spread, folks. Second consecutive 3-0 for D. Olson, our producer. Outstanding. Swamp Rat, who emails in with his picks, and anybody can email in their uh, uh, football Friday picks, beat the Schmoes, any three games, high school, college, or pro, against the spread, to Mike2GuysAOL.com. Swamp Rat went 3-0, big dog week one, and I think he might have gone 1-2 and two in week two. All I know is he needs improvement. Emailer Big John. He went totally with the heart. All Wisconsin. You know he's a big cheese guy. So yeah. he went Packer. He went Badger and one other. I'm trying to remember who it was. But he went 0-3. That's no surprise, Coach. <laughs> Thank he you still, very He much. thinks Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in the assassination <laughs> of Kennedy. So that pretty much well, sums okay, up that. So do I. Uh, now we know real quick. You yes, do? Hold on. You do? You yeah, I'm not sure. Acted alone in this yeah, I'm not sure. yeah, you're right. I, I have doubts. I have doubts. Baltimore, uh, Monday Night Football yesterday. I know Baltimore, the Raven, all over Cincinnati, 44-13. What happened late at night when I was asleep? San Diego, Oakland. San Diego won 22-14. San Diego won. I'm pretty sure that was the score, 22-14. Okay. Anything dramatic happen? Um, Sebastian Janikowski hit a, a, a 50-something yard field goal. Jerry McFadden was able to play a whole football game without getting hurt. Um, that's that's pretty traumatic. Uh, okay. And Philip Rivers looks freaking great. And uh, the Chargers were actually playing good football in the first week of the season, and that never happens in San Diego. They don't start playing football till November down there. So yeah. maybe the Chargers can actually be good in the AFC West this year. Actually, last year for the first time they did, right? Oh, they, yeah, they, right. Last year they started off good and they fell apart. A lot of people are saying – well, this year, finally, for the first time in six or seven years, nobody's talking about San Diego as a surprise team. So now that nobody's talking about them, maybe they'll come up and surprise some people. I think we all agree, Norv Turner, uh, with coaches on the bubble, he's one of the lead guys on the lead bubble. He's on the bubble, oh, my goodness, for like ten years now. Yeah, And, and the sad thing, he's only been coaching there eight years. <laughs> which is very interesting. All right, Big Doggo, what do you got planned today for the females of the city of Chicago? He's... Not really single anymore, folks. He is not married, but uh, definitely attached to the beautiful, lovely Lily the Lilac. So it's uh, it's great for your personal life, Big Dog, but the fact you've been in that relationship has not been good for our ratings. A lot of the 
single women that used to listen in hopes of uh, meeting and greeting the big dog have moved on, and I think they're listening to Eddie Schultz at 8.20 a.m. No, I have no problem. They can, they can still meet me, and they can uh, whatever services they have to offer, uh, I, I would be willing, especially if, uh, if I could. Recently I, I met, uh, all I got to tell you is all services would then be passed on to Lily the Lilac is what I was trying to get you. I, I, I'm a good man, Coach. I'm okay. a good man. All services would be passed on. All right, I'm not going to go with that. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Big Dog, you got work today or you got a day off? Where where can people find you? Uh, I have to work every single day in the month of September. I will be work. Right. I have a, this, a special tour today, Coach. I'm going to be up to my ears and work. All I'll right. be working until, yeah, I don't look, know, about midnight. If you're down in Chicago, take a look down at the river, folks. Look for a kayak guy wearing a white T-shirt and hopefully wearing some pants today. We can only hope. No pants. <laughs> All right, dog. Talk tomorrow. Out, <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Two guys and a mic here on the TalkZone.com. Producer David Olson, phenomenal job as always. We'll see you 10 o'clock tomorrow. Don't be late.